are listening to Up to Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. Welcome to another edition of A Healthier View. This is Dr. Scott Clitheroe along with the one and only Beth Sims. We are so glad you could be with us today. We have a great show about nutrition with a, an excellent nutritional expert. And um, let's get going. Beth, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing wonderful. And, you know, I don't know if it's the season or we're getting close to the holidays, but I've just had a lot of gratitude in my life lately. Oh, that's great, right? Gratitude is an attitude. We've said it before. Yeah, yeah. and you know, Scott, this podcast is in its sixth season, and I just have immense gratitude to you, every guest we've ever had, and our listeners for the support for a healthier view. You know, and as we go into the holiday season, I really want our audience to know we do these shows for you. Scott and I are behind the scenes, always talking about how we can bring fun, interesting, and relevant topics to all of you. That's absolutely. And again, I feel like every day is a good day to learn, you know, and I learn a lot from my patients. I learn a lot from my colleagues. I learn a lot from other experts like we have, um, you know, guests on our show. And I, I learn a lot from you, Beth. You've taught me a lot. I hear your voice sometimes when I'm talking to patients. Oh, that makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I just want to talk about our guest for a moment, Rhonda Clark, who has a certification in nutrition. Well, she is amazing. She is a change, you know, she's changing the way we look at nutrition, the food we put in our bodies, and quite frankly, healthcare. And I don't want to put words in her mouth, but in my experience with her, she is changing the way we look at nutrition because it's so important, especially the way we address chronic health conditions. And I truly believe we can only make these changes together. People like Rhonda as an army of nutritionists, doctors, functional medicine professionals, chiropractors, wellness specialists, working together with our different talents, scopes, passion, and areas of expertise and helping people make sense, not only of food, but our health. I love it. Let's get going. I think this, uh, it's going to be a great show with a lot of, uh, a lot of information. Why don't you introduce her? Okay. Well, again, we're so delighted to have Rhonda Clark. And for Rhonda Clark, her nutrition is more than a profession. It is her passion. Hey, that sounds like you, Beth. Um, (laughs) For over 20 years, uh, Rhonda has been uh, passionately studying and pursuing the art of preparing healthy and delicious meals for her family. And once her duties as a home school mom of three began to wind down, she enrolled and graduated from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition in 2018. Now she takes her passion, skill, and knowledge to the masses. Since that time, she has helped countless people to improve their health through nutrition and lifestyle changes. Not only have people lost weight, decreased pain, and improved their mental capacity, they have also overcome many chronic illnesses through her leadership. When she is not helping people recover their health with nutrition, she is taking care of her husband, Dr. Clark, who we've had on our show before as well, Mm -hmm. and her three children at home, as well as contributing to our ranch, their ranch, where uh, they raise 100% grass-fed beef. Oh my gosh, I want to hear about that. 
Uh, Rhonda loves the outdoors, camping, and has even learned to love fishing thanks to her husband's persistence. Oh, that's great. Well, anyway, Rhonda, that's a great uh, bio. We really appreciate having you here. Thanks for coming. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Scott and Beth, for having me. I have to be honest with you, I'm terrified, uh, but <laughs> I feel so honored that y'all would even um, ask me to be on your uh, podcast. I know y'all have some wonderful and highly educated uh, speakers, and uh, I, I'm just uh, just blessed huh. that you would even think of it. Well, you 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 will and 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 do fit right in and. I mean, we just heard your story, but maybe kind of dig into a little bit deeper. How did you get so interested in nutrition and nutritional wellness? You know, honestly, that started probably about 25, 26 years ago. Uh, and I have five children. You know, I know I mentioned on their three still at home, two are married, but it really became a desire for me because of my background, where I come from, my family. Uh, there is an abundance of cancer, uh, mm -hmm. Parkinson's, dementia and has been for all of my life. And uh, I always felt like, you know, I know you hear all these stories of whatever your parents had, you have, but I really felt in my heart is when I started that journey that there had to be a different way. I didn't want that to be my future and I didn't want it for my children. I didn't want it for my husband. So I began to sit in on seminars with my husband for decades, uh, went back to school, learned, but I'll tell you the real book that really touched me and changed my direction where I believed that food was more powerful than people realized was um, if you've ever heard of Jack LaLanne uh, oh, yeah. when he was I yeah well I read about him and when he was 15 years old he went to a seminar and he heard uh, uh, Mr. Bragg speak and at that time uh, Jack LaLanne was dealing with severe uh, outbursts of anger and they couldn't get control of it at 15 and he had massive headaches uh, and he was, he just was not healthy. A bulimia he struggled with. And he heard us speak about food and how food could be your medicine. And we know the story of Jack LaLanne. He transformed on his own at the age of 15 his health and began to put real food in, uh, keep chemicals and sugar out and started exercising and completely changed his life and a lot of other people. And really that was my starting point of my interest in health. Wow. Um, that's great. And everyone loves Jack, Jackie boy. But Rhonda, one of the um, things I love about you is that you had me take a blood test to see where I was before you gave me any recommendations about food and supplements. And I love the motto test. Don't guess. And I'm going to take eggs for an example. Eggs are one of the most inflammatory foods out there. And I actually have a mild sensitivity to them, but they also have wonderful source of choline, folate, and they're high in protein. This is where I would think we we would see the importance of an individual's body chemistry and makeup. And I guess this is why the one size fits all approach doesn't work, but why is this such an important piece of the puzzle? Well, I think like you said, that one size doesn't fit all in some ways it does. We all need sleep. We all need exercise. We need water. But when it comes to food, uh, everyone is completely different. I have some clients that are very sensitive to dairy, some gluten, some eggs. So, so that doesn't fall, you know, under the same category for everybody. So I do like the testing so that you know, and, and for a lot of people, if money's an issue about testing, then I recommend, uh, that's where the elimination diet comes through. Mm. Uh, when you eliminate things from your diet, then you properly bring them back. You see if you were sensitive to it. Can you talk more about the elimination diet? Because that, that resonates with me and Beth has talked about it and I've had 
family and friends do it, but it, it seems to not obviously have like a specific, you know, common theme. So can you give us uh, just a short, you know, uh, description of how you do an elimination diet for your patients? Uh, well, the way I do it is we eliminate a lot of things. So uh, we we eliminate gluten, uh-huh. dairy, corn, nightshades, soy, sugar, of course. And we do that for the reason of bring, and uh, peanuts also I do at the very uh-huh. beginning. But when you take those out of the diet, you give the, the body time to calm down. And then when I, I have my clients bring them back, we bring it back very strictly. They're only allowed to bring one back at a time for three days. And so they'll eat it for three days. So if you bring back eggs back, you eat eggs every day for three days. You don't have to eat a lot of them, just a little bit, but every day for three days. And then you see how your body does. Because the first day, you may not have a response. Second day, you might bloat. You may not feel well. I have some clients have headaches. So each individual person is different. But if you do, if you do well for three days, and you don't have a problem with uh, the eggs, then you keep the eggs in your diet. Hmm. Then normally what I'll have take two or three days off and then try to bring in another food okay. and see how they feel. Got to listen to your body because our bodies are amazing. And they will tell you and they'll let you know if, if that food is affecting you. Yeah. I don't do well with gluten at all. My stomach really, I mean, it, it really, I feel sick to my stomach. And I personally think nutrition is the act of taking in food for growth, metabolism and repair. And that is so interesting because this is where it gets um, really interesting. What if growth, metabolism, repair have differently bodily requirements for each person? But my next question is, why is it so hard for people to follow a healthy nutrition plan. I mean, so many people just don't stick with quote unquote, the diet. Why is that so hard for so many people? Well, I I think honestly, the fast paced society that we live Mm -hmm. in is a real big one. Now, I also uh, think that, you know, it takes, it takes you 66 days for uh, you to, you to, your new habit to become automatic. And what happens with people, they tend to turn back to what they've always done all their life, okay? Instead of having a smoothie for breakfast, they go back to the, the, the oatmeal the, the, with all the sugar in it, the fast food. But if they would stick with it long enough, what they'd find out is their palate stop would change and they would begin to like those foods. But also then it would become a habit to grab that healthy food. But so many times they don't give themselves enough time to start a new habit with eating healthy. And then I think, honestly, Beth, I think a lot of people, they don't really, uh, it doesn't resonate with them that food is that important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That it really makes a difference in how you feel that, oh, could this food be keeping me up at night? Could this food be part of my blood sugar being high right now? Could this be affecting me and making me tired or sleepy or brain fog or stomach aches or joint pain? They just don't really realize that it's that important because there's so much information out there on the internet. I mean, the internet's great, but the other side of the internet is you, you, people read about food and they say, Oh, I'm supposed to eat uh, kale. And then they read somewhere else by somebody else. Oh, kale's bad for you. So people, I think sometimes they just don't really know what to do with food. Mm-hmm. That is true. A lot of information, you know, I hear, you know, and I, I think it's probably some validity to this, but we hear a lot about how pressure changes in the atmosphere. The weather's about to change. My bursitis is acting up or something. And, and I hear that and I don't dismiss it because I think it's probably something to it. But in the meantime, that patient has probably ingested 
if they're a typical American, many, many things that probably were inflammatory and probably are more of a contributor to the reason why their knees are acting up. And so I always try to kind of jump in and say, hey, that may be the case, but also think about, you know, what you're eating and, and, and what you're ingesting. Absolutely, Dr. Scott, absolutely. And, and I think when people begin to realize that or they see the connection, that's, that's where I come in is I help them to, I help my clients to, how do I get this food in? You know, how do I eliminate this? What would I eat in place of this? You know, and then and recipes, that, that, that's a big key of it, because for most people, you know, man, when I first started this journey, I would buy a cookbook and it would say healthy and I would bring it home and it had you know, 30 different ingredients take me two hours to cook. And it was just <laughs> overwhelming, you know, and you're like, well, who wants to eat healthy if you have to spend that much time in the kitchen with our society being so busy as it is. So, you know, it's really about being simple and getting back into the basics, just to, you know, eat a salad every night with dinner, yeah. you know, yeah. those simple things that could make a big difference because really it's about putting in all the good that makes you you really uh, don't have room left for the bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Instead of you have to give everything up, you know, maybe you would start small, you know, most of the time when people are seeing me, they're wanting help. And how do I do all that? But, but people could start really small with just saying, Hey, I'm going to eat a salad every single night with my meal, regardless what I have. And it'd be a good salad with lots of different vegetables it could make a big difference. You know, to kind of circle, to kind of follow up on what you just said, plus the elimination diet. I mean, it really makes sense to me that you stop all the potential offending groups of foods and then slowly reintroduce them. It seems to make sense to me, but some patients, it seems would get overwhelmed by that. You know, they would, people would go, man, I can't do all of that. So is there any, is it potentially helpful just to say, okay, well, instead of doing that, just, just stop one at a time, or maybe, maybe it's easier for that patient than making a radical dramatic change in their diet, or, or is that just not as effective? I'm going to be honest, I've done it so many different ways. And what mm -hmm. I have found in our uh, practice is that eliminating all of them, or at least the main three. So when I have some people that it's just a, a real struggle, I'll say, okay, look, take out the gluten, the dairy, and the sugar. Leave the yeah. rest in, and we'll see how you do with those three out completely. Mm -hmm. And if you begin to get, to be able to get good signs within a, within a week or two, patients should already be coming back going, wow, you know, <laughs> noticing some that are better. You know, first couple of days, honestly, it's going to be tough, Dr. Scott, because they're yeah. cravings. Uh, they may have headaches from those, uh, the uh, chemicals that are in the foods they're used to eating. I mean, sometimes you may feel a little worse before you feel better. But what I find is if they, if they don't eliminate everything, they don't get the results they want they because they the don't, results. they can't, they don't get all that inflammation down. Uh, well at the beginning. Yeah, no, that makes sense for sure. Now, Rhonda, how can you go into how does food obviously not only affect our body and metabolism and repairing, but um, how food affects our emotional health as well? Well, I, I tell you, uh, that that's a big one. And if I could say anything to people, I would say the biggest thing to me is don't reward your kids with food. Mm -hmm. uh, because what I noticed for me is, uh, you know, baggage as being a child. And my mom, you know, she did the best she could with the information she had at the time. And uh, her big thing was she would reward us three kids with, you know, if we behaved right or we did this or we did this right with our favorite dessert. 
or really uh, dessert should be around the family and fun because what it ends up happening sometimes is, you know, with food, it becomes emotional. And we know, we, we hear so much about how people are emotional eaters and they have issues and uh, with food. And uh, so you want your kids and, and yourself to have a great outlook on it. And it's just, it's it's so, you know, important to think of food as a, you know, I always say you live, don't live to eat, eat to live. Mm-hmm. I and love that's that the way you should have yeah. food. You know what I'm saying is, and I also tell people, you know, you, you eat, uh, move and laugh because those are the key in life. If you don't exercise, if you don't eat well, so your emotions are really wrapped up in that. And, you know, Beth, I'll tell you something that really started me on that journey. One of our, my oldest son, um, always had a runny nose. He was diagnosed with ADHD and I began to really dig in and learn and his behavior was really affected by food, Beth. Mm-hmm. When he would eat certain things, especially colored eyes, and he would eat sugar, he would be extremely hyper. When I really began to learn and draw these things out of his food, he became a different child. His nose cleared up, never a runny nose anymore. He began to uh, his uh, not be so hyper, more calm. And uh, so that food really affected him physically and emotionally because it affected his behavior, yeah. you know. But also, you know, I look at my daughter, uh, our oldest daughter, she is, um, she has five children. I have five beautiful grandchildren. And uh, when she uh, got married, she started, uh, she started having lots of miscarriages, one after the other, after the other. Uh, And finally, she was told she'd never have a child because she had never given birth to a, to a living child. And so uh, we began to do some testing on her and found out she had Hashimoto's. Oh, we took gluten, dairy, and corn out of her diet. And within about six months, she was pregnant and gave birth to my first granddaughter. And she's given birth to four children after that with only one miscarriage with five live births. So that's all we, that's all we changed in her diet. That was it. And it made that powerful of impact to her. And I understand not everybody's like that. That doesn't fix everybody's fertility problems, but for her, it was a huge issue. Wow. That is, wow. Congratulations. And that that is just such an amazing story. And um, I know when I, my mom used to say when she always would potty train, my brother and I, we would get M&Ms. So I actually, you know, grew up with a sugar tooth, but um, you know, I don't know if people know this or not, but there are certain over-the-counter meds and even prescriptions that can deplete our body of nutrients. Like statins can deplete our body of CoQ10, vitamin D, K, and certain vitamin Bs. Anti-inflammatories like aspirin and Advil can deplete our bodies of vitamin C, folic acid, zinc, and selenium. I actually have a chart that I'm going to attach to the podcast, but Rhonda, is this where you think supplementation is important or do you think the average person also needs to take certain vitamins and supplements along with their diet? Well, I definitely uh, agree with you that, you know, if people are on medications, they've really got to research their medication and see does it it deplete certain um, nutrients in their own body or uh, like you said and so I think it's critical for them to know that but I but I will say this that I see a lot of times and in myself so I'm going to use myself as, as an example every year 
uh, I have blood work done. My, my husband, Dr. Clark, will do blood work, and I will also. Just to make sure, even though we have a very clean diet, and I noticed something for me, Beth, is that uh, my vitamin D levels, I am, you know me, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm dark skinned, uh, so I tan very easily. So vitamin D is a big issue for me. So as clean as I eat, when I run my levels, and I have tested this, so uh, I do supplement uh, with uh, vitamin D uh, daily. So what I have done is tested that out multiple years and stopped taking vitamin D and just do, and you know, I, I have a ranch, I'm outside all the time, I'm in the sun, I try to uh, have uh, short sleeve shirts on to, to, to be able to uh, get the sun. Uh, and my vitamin D levels will still be on the low side wow. if I do not supplement. Wow. And and I'm somebody with a clean diet, mm-hmm. so I do supplement, and I and I check it yearly. I see uh, where I'm at uh, with with all of those levels and minerals, and see if I need to make some changes. And I think people don't think about that. That it's good to know what's going on um, in your body, and. Uh, so I think they really need to check out, like, I, like you said, whatever they're taking, I think that's great. You're going to post that because then they can look and see, okay, does my supplements or what I'm taking, is it eliminating anything like that? Yeah. Okay. That's really a good point. Um, I was curious, again, I kind of keep coming back to the same theme, but you kind of touched on it, but can you just kind of go over for our audience the, the, you know, four or five food groups or types of foods that you think are the most pro-inflammatory and, and maybe just kind of talk about them a little bit, just so we can kind of keep that in the forefront of our mind as we kind of make food choices. Oh, absolutely, uh, Dr. Scott. Um, for me, I, I believe that the most uh, inflammatory and probably the most important to get out would be gluten. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of those, you know, uh, uh, there is a book called uh, Wheat Belly, uh, written mm-hmm. by Great a great book and it explains the change of wheat today and of the molecules and stuff so um it's a great book for people to read they get a lot more knowledge but but gluten because it's so inflammatory dairy it's the proteins in the dairy you know i tell people if if you you know if you just don't believe that you can give up dairy um try to get rid of the uh the drinking the dairy uh, because usually the dairy that's got the most fat, so your your ghee butter or your uh, cheese, it's going to have less of the proteins and more of the fat, okay? And that tends to not be as inflammatory. Uh, but honestly, I would say if, if by any chance, if you could, I tell people, look, try it for four to six weeks. See if you get out 100% better if you don't feel better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say other than gluten and dairy is sugar. Sugar is a big one. And yeah. so sugar is going to fall under the category of, I mean, look, uh, sodas, you know, you've got Gatorades loaded with sugar, uh, alcohols loaded with sugar. So, you know, we know sugar really affects us in a negative way. So it's inflammatory. So I always say those three are really the most important. If people could get those out, I think they would see a big difference. Oh, that's great. That's a, yeah, the, those those seem to be the biggest um contributors. And of course, as you know, I'm sure from your work, the hardest ones for people to quit, but um, hopefully this can motivate people to want to make that change. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a step at a time, but what they have to do is really set their mind and, you know, to do it and and get as much information as they can and begin to eat. You know, I always tell my clients, when you start, 
eliminate, when you eliminate that from your diet, you must change the way you've been eating. Because guess what happens if you go to your favorite restaurant and they're, the, what you love the most is their bread, you're going to struggle if you go there. So maybe yeah. you'll change the restaurant, go to a different restaurant where mm-hmm. you're trying something completely new and it takes some of that pressure and some of that, uh, you know, a desire for what you've been doing because uh, you need that little bit of help at the beginning when you're trying to take those things out. For sure. You know, this is something that Scott and I talk a lot about, but um, how does sleep and exercise affect the way we metabolize food and how important is this in our overall health? Well, it's, it's uh, very important. I, I say that it's just as important as uh, your, uh, your, he- your eating habits, but, um, you know, exercise, we know it helps with stress. Okay, and and most people are so stressed right now with work and the way in America, honestly, all the pressure that's on us, you know, most of us travel long distances for work, you know, and with children and and activities. So um, so getting rid of some of that stress when you can do that with exercise and look, I would encourage people, but you don't have to buy a gym membership. You don't have to go to the gym and spend 45 minutes when you don't have that. That alone will bring stress into people's life. I say, start where you are and do five minutes a day. Okay. So when you get home from work, take five minutes, go outside, get some fresh air and walk. You don't have to run. You don't have to get weight, but begin to move Mm -hmm. because exercise, and it also helps our digestive system Mm -hmm. and sleep. Honestly, it's just as critical because I always look at it from a, a mom's perspective. So when I don't sleep, I wake up in the morning. I tend to lose my temper more with my children. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not as happy. I end up needing more sugar and caffeine. I need things to keep me going, which really makes me more grumpy along as the day goes by. Uh-huh. So we can just see an easy thing that, you know, in somebody's life when they don't get enough rest. But in time, we know, I mean, you can look up and I know Dr. Scott would know more than me is that over time, I mean, of, of a lack of sleep, you could, that's risk of uh, heart disease, oh, diabetes, yeah. all kinds Cancer. of issues. Yeah, definitely. Now, You're sounding a lot like Beth. Now I know why y'all really clicked when y'all met. I I love her. (laughs) And, you know, and I've told uh, Scott, I can do, I can go, I've done a six day fast before, but if I have one or two nights poor sleep, I'm cranky. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so important. So important. You know, I, we, we talk a lot about, you know, what we eat. And of course it's so important, but I, I thought I'd ask you about how we eat and the, the reason I asked that is that Beth Sims, one of the many things she's taught me or I've heard her say to somebody was, you know, when you eat, slow down and actually, you know, don't watch TV, don't read a book, just sit there and eat and think about where the food came from and be grateful for the food you have. And so I have tried that and it's kind of helped me slow down, which is one of my problems with eating. So do you have any tips you give your clients about just how you eat as far as, you know, where you eat, when you eat, you know, things like that? Absolutely. Uh, I think uh, Beth's absolutely right about that. You know, I am real big at sit at the table, sit at the table with your family, even if you only have a few minutes or a little bit to eat, but sit down, absolutely turn the TV, all the distractions away, because that's mm-hmm. the time of, you know, honestly, your your mouth is your first um your first stomach, you know, is really what I say, because that's what breaks everything down. So you want to be able to chew your food 
and, and break it down really well before it even hits the stomach to mm-hmm. break it down. Makes it, it takes some pressure off the stomach uh, and you got a better chance to absorb your nutrients. And so when you sit at the table and everything's turned off, guess what happens? You end up eating a lot slower. Mm-hmm. You end up uh, talking, laughing with your family. And before you know it, what you've realized, what most of my clients say when they do that, I'll always say, sit at the table, turn the TV off, make a plate and sit down, whether even if it's a throwaway plate, because you don't want to do dishes, that's okay. But make a plate, sit down, don't stand in the kitchen just eating, because most of the time we'll overeat, or we eat too fast when we eat like that. But when you sit down as family, even if it's just you and your husband or you and a friend, and you sit down and you eat, you slow down, you slow the whole process down, which makes the digestive system work better and you eat le- you eat less and, and you just feel better after yeah. you eat. I had always read that you should chew like 40 times, which sounds like <laughs> so much. And I'm going to be honest, I mean, sometimes I will chew something like five, seven, 10 times and swallow it. Absolutely. I think uh, that is a big struggle for me. I, absolutely. They actually say when I was in school, they told me 60 times oh my. that you should wow. chew your food. And I, I tried that and I'm like, <laughs> I don't even like the way it tastes in my mouth 60 times. But, you know, but there, there's something to that. You need to chew. We do need to chew our food more often. We are in, we're in such a hurry all the time that we even eat in a hurry. And it was never meant to be like that, you know, so you you should try to work on, I would tell people, look, watch when you're eating, watch how many times you're chewing. I bet mm-hmm. you'll be surprised. I bet you're only chewing four yes. or five times. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I was just starting there and trying to chew a bite 10 times would be big. Yeah. Because it would make a difference. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Rhonda, I have to brag on you for a minute. First off, every time we meet, I always leave with valuable information. And I am in awe of not only your knowledge, but your commitment and helping your clients. You always have a smile and answer even my hardest questions. Um, So two weeks ago, I bought six of your cookbooks, one for myself, which is yummy, and five Uh for Christmas gifts for family and friends. We will be giving away 20 of these cookbooks to our listeners who are the first to comment on the show. But my last question for you is, can you tell us a little bit about this cookbook and the recipes that are in it? Absolutely. Uh, That is my passion is cooking. Uh, I love to cook and, and all the recipes in this book that I put together really were about simple ingredients, real food, uh, even desserts, you know, so some of my favorite in there is my dairy free fudge. Uh, which I will have at Christmas time at our office. We we throw a big Christmas party. I'll have fudge there, and I won't tell people that it's dairy free, and they are shocked. Uh, so simple ingredients only has like four or five ingredients in it. Uh, even like uh, I do a dessert that has uh, cinnamon, um, my cinnamon raisin protein balls. Mm-hmm. So it has protein and collagen, nut butter. You know, healthy ingredients, but still has some honey in there to give me a great. Uh, when I have a sweet tooth, you know, because we Uh all want something sweet. But the salads and everything that are put together, it's really just, I tried to make this book. My heart's desire was to make a simple book that anyone could take simple ingredients, make it, and it turn out right. You know, I've bought books where I've cooked a recipe and that it it didn't even turn out like it showed in the picture or anything. And so I had a desire to give people something that they could cook a meal quickly 
be very healthy, but also taste good. Yeah, you know, and it seems like cooking, you know, cooking the food yourself, again, gets back to that gratitude and knowing where it came from. And it just seems like usually when you eat your food that you prepare, it's overall healthier than food you get out, whether it's fast food or not. I mean, it just seems like you're able to control your, your, you know, the inflammatory foods you're taking in and also the salt content, you know, for those with heart and blood pressure issues. It seems like you can, you can do that a little bit better when you're cooking at home. Well, absolutely. Cause you know, all the ingredients that's going into that food and you can actually control all the ingredients, how much yeah. sugar, how much salt, all based on your own taste. But there's a lot of chemicals. I think people don't even realize when they eat out and they, they get fast food, all the chemicals that are in foods like high fructose corn syrup, you know, mm-hmm. uh, lots of things, maltodextrin, you know, all these chemicals that help it taste really good that you can eliminate. And so you can, and you know, honestly, a crock pot is an amazing way. You don't have to eat everything raw to have a healthy diet. So, so a mom that works and is busy could throw some healthy uh, vegetables into a simple stew. You know, like I always tell people I grew up, my grandma used to make uh, meat, potatoes and carrots. So like a roast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I tell people, okay, if you love to do that now, why don't you cut up really small, some chard or some kale or something like that, that you can throw in there and add more nutrients to it, throw some herbs in there. So you get more nutrients. So you can start like that. And I think that my book gives people a lot of ideas like that that could help them. Well, Rhonda Clark, you are amazing and your energy is uh, very familiar to me. Uh, it's, it's like my co-host and um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I really appreciate, you know, you, you being on and giving us just a taste of your, of your knowledge, no pun intended, but um, this is the time of the show when I would love for you to, you know, let our listeners know how they can find you on the internet, social media, how they could contact you for services and find your cookbooks and whatnot. Dr. Scott, uh, I work at my husband's office. You mentioned him earlier, Dr. Mm-hmm. Lewis Clark. Office is called Clark, Clark Chiropractic and Wellness. And so we are on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Our office is, uh, you can find on the internet uh, and you can contact our office uh, or you can uh, contact us also on Facebook or Instagram um, and uh you can call call our office to make an appointment or just even come in and see me uh, if someone just has questions or they just want some direction. They're just not sure where to go. I actually do consultations where I will have someone come in and speak uh, speak with them and see if we're even a fit, see if they feel like they can, this is a fit for them because that's what's most important is them. You know, they're yeah. the ones that, uh, you know, have to make sure it's a fit for them and it's something they want to do. Boy, that's great. Well, and of course, we'll uh, we'll have all of that information and the links um, on our, our landing page. So, um, well, I just want to thank you, you know, so much for your time yes. and expertise and being on our show. And and um, Beth, anything else you wanted to? No, ask just or? sending you good vibes, and uh, you know, you saying I have a little bit of her energy is a huge compliment to me. <laughs> and Scott, you always say when you come to Houston, you're going to go with me to Clark Chiropractic, and you have to go on a Wednesday to meet Rhonda and the staff, and I'm going to make that happen. So. Definitely, definitely. Well, again, thank you so much, and um, we'll be right back after this message. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that our daughters have what they need to grow and learn. 
But that isn't the case for nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. that struggle with hunger. Childhood hunger is a heartbreaking reality that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and provides it to families and children in need. You can help kids in need in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. All right, we're back. Oh my gosh, Beth, another great show. I know. I I just can't put into words how much I adore Rhonda. She is a beautiful soul and she has such a sweet spirit. I just, when I talk to her, I don't want to leave. I mean, she's yeah. just like, I've got other people to see. And I just want to like, you know, you're my friend, talk to me. So she's so sweet. You know, it's it's the good news of nutrition. You know, so many Americans think about this topic about is, is, is like a, is doing without. And what a paradigm shift to get people to think that you're, it's not doing without, you're actually going to feel better. You're going to have a more enriched life. And, um, and it's hard, but I can tell, you know, people like her and you, Beth, y'all have this infectious enthusiasm about it and you, you know, you want to make the changes, but I'm not minimizing it. It's hard, but it's so satisfying to see people get it, you know, to say, Oh, wow. By saying no to that momentarily, dis, you know, uncomfortable saying no, I'm going to have a whole day of feeling better. That's very impactful. Mm, it is. And I loved how, you know, and I can't wait for you to see her cookbook. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, for many of the clients and patients I see, one of the roadblocks to healthy eating is lack of confidence in the kitchen and with their mm-hmm. cooking skills. And she said a lot of her recipes have four or five recipes, you know, and it's true. It's, oh my gosh, I cannot wait for you to try some of this stuff. But yeah. another huge roadblock is simply um, for eating healthy it's so confusing to so many people. One minute you read articles that coffee is excellent for your health. The next minute coffee's mm-hmm. the devil. And yeah. then add in the marketing strategies. I mean, mm-hmm. there are points, even the healthiest eaters can be tempted by overeating or making poor choices. And I mean, it can be mind boggling and quite frankly, frustrating sometimes. Well, it's very helpful to find somebody like Rhonda or you who can you know guide you and and, you know, I know there's resources out there for our listeners, you know, whatever your financial situation, you know, you can find somebody to help you, you know, who can give you the, the, the facts, not try to sell you something, but just try to sell you a healthier way of eating and taking care of your body. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the pay, the payoffs are huge, right? I mean, that just this, you know, again, I, we talk about it a lot, but the, the, we're a little upside down in this country. You know, we, we don't, you know, we, we need to prevent, you know, food related illnesses, nutrition related illnesses, not just treat them. It's, it's the return on investment is huge, both from a financial standpoint, but more importantly, a human standpoint. It's, it's just it's it's it is the thing that we need to be talking about all the time. Yeah, it's all about balance. And we're, we do have an imbalance in not yeah. only the food that we eat, but, you know, lives in general a lot of times. But yeah, she's wonderful. I'm so well, I like your supplement great. question because I, I think that, you know, supplements can be important. And um, and I learned a lot from you about that too. But I think also, you know, if we're eating a healthy, balanced diet, we may not need to rely on the, the, the supplements as much. Or, you know, the, the joke about how I, I, I wash down my vitamin C tablet with a Taco Bell taco or something, you know, you, you know. <laughs> 
or, you know, not to pick on Taco Bell, because I know you do the once a year. Taco I know. I was going to say, that's my birthday dinner. Come on. That's my one time. I mean, no, it's like, you know, let's work, focus on the healthy eating and then the supplements are an icing on the cake again. Yeah. Bad, bad uh, alliteration there. But, you know, I just, I think that's what, that was a great point you made. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to kind of close this episode out and I just want to encourage everyone to comment on the up to me radio, Facebook and Instagram and, and comment on the show. And don't forget to email us at info at up You can always email us about this topic, or if you have a question about a show, or you would like us to host a certain show about a certain topic that may be of interest to you, just let us know. So I really want, you know, our listeners to reach out to us and keep that communication, you know, open and, and tell us what you want. We're here for you. Right, Scott? We are absolutely right here for you. So with that, everyone have a healthy day and we'll, we'll see you next time. 